Welcome to the HR on the Offensive podcast, brought to you by Lace Partners. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to this, the latest HR on the Offensive podcast. It's me, Chris Howard from Lace Partners. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Um, I am very excited today to be welcoming um, a guest to talk about a really interesting uh, development that I've started to see, uh, specifically, we're going to talk obviously within the payroll space, but around uh, the fintech space too. I'm going to introduce him in a second, but first and foremost, I need a partner in crime with these sort of things. So I reached out to the lace, the lace world, and I asked one of my colleagues, Adam Morris, to rejoin me on the podcast. Adam, you're going to be my partner in crime today, aren't you? Yes, I am. Hi, Chris, and hi, everyone. Great to be here. Adam is our resident payroll expert. If you don't, that's what I've been calling him now. He said just offline, "Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I feel about being called the resident payroll expert." But you are the resident payroll expert, so that's what I'm going to call you. That is how you should be known forever and a day, as far as I'm concerned, Dad. Yeah, I, well, hopefully I can live up to that billing, Chris. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. And joining us today on the podcast, we have Ian Wheeler, who is the um, CEO of Income Group. And Ian and I have had a chat as well with the chaps and some of our colleagues at uh, Zealous. And we've been talking specifically around this concept of faster payments. And I wanted to probe Ian about that today because I think it's a really interesting topic in the payroll space. It's a development that I know that a number of organizations are talking about. So Adam and myself are both going to probe you. But Ian, just as, a, as an intro, if you can just say hello to our lovely listeners and then just tell us a little bit about what you do, about your business. And uh, yeah, then we can get cracking. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks for having us, Chris and Adam. So Ian Wheeler, CEO and founder of Income Group since the uh, beginning of 2017. And our uh, our aim is to put real-time payment and open banking solutions into, into payroll, into companies to enable the um, smoother transition and payment of um, salaries to employees. So we do that in partnership with MasterCard. Um, which is a, one of our, our key partners in this. And my background prior to that has always been with in the payments market. So I jokingly refer to the, the market that we refer to, call it now fintech, which became the norm or the word around 2010. Um, I was in the market probably about 15, 20 years before that occurred. So not to uh, not to say I know everything, know lots of things. Every day's a school day, but um, have a reasonable understanding of how um, these applications work and how they how they benefit and how people can get them to work better in their scenarios for payroll in particular. So thanks yeah. again for having us. <laughs> no, it's it's really really good to have you on. So let's kick this off then to talk about this concept of faster payment. When we were talking recently about uh, what we were going to discuss on today's podcast, Ian, you you mentioned this idea of real-time payments versus faster payments. So can you just sort of elaborate on that a little bit for our listeners so that we can just, just get, I guess, the terminology sort of right in our heads? Yeah, for sure. So faster payment is what the, what the product what the method has been called and what we use personally, we've been using since about the mid, midpoint of 2008. 
So it was the the terminology introduced by at that time, you know, clearing banks. And that's exactly what the, the product name is. But if you step away and look at what the actual the outcome is produced from that, is actually a, a transfer of uh, money between one bank account and the other bank account, all UK based. Um, and you're reducing the amount of time for that movement of money to seconds. So in that real time, you have a uh, you you are have, have complete flexibility and control. And personally, when we use that, we it might just be a simple you know a, a repayment to a friend or a family member that you want to pass money on to. You get the benefit of that real time. You bring that into a business context, and you bring that into payroll specifically. You then start to open up a lot of opportunities and a lot of benefits within the the payroll sector and payroll world particularly around obviously the most important transaction in a company which is paying its employees so real time is is what i would refer to absolutely the name on the tin from a uk standpoint is faster payments but it's a real time transaction and movement of money so that's what i really like to you know, explain further how you want me to in terms of what type of benefits a business could could glean from um, introducing that yeah, Ian, and it, it it would be really interesting to understand what those benefits are because I think there is a lot of a lot of talk and a lot of noise, noise in a positive way around around real time payments, but also around around faster payments as well. And I think it was very interesting that 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 definition of the two. Obviously, once you've described it, it's very clear clear what they are. But I think in the in the general marketplace and just in general conversations, particularly in the payroll world, they can sometimes get mixed up. So it would be great to hear what the benefits are of, of faster payments and what the benefits are of real time payments and, and how those benefits differ. Okay, Adam. Yep. And it's, and it's a good question. So thank you. So I think overall, understanding payroll is what I've put first of all is, is having more time to get the payroll right. So we are what we're what we're used to now is we're used to having a, a cutoff point, which is three days before the actual payment to the employee uh, is due into their bank account. So you have a you have you know a, a lot of activity. And then for three days, you have had nothing. And in that three-day period, you might discover that you've got underpayments, overpayments, you know, missing payments in terms of overtime. So if you put that extra time, although in terms of whether it's a day or two days, back into the process, then ultimately that leads to the benefit of more time to get the payroll right. So I think that's the, the first thing. And I, you know, if I put a, a banner across that, I would just say that agility that you can have in that um, in that process. Next thing I'd say that we're we're, we're seeing uh, within the payroll process is the is the flexibility to make those late adjustments. So you are particularly if it's maybe a weekly payroll and you might be you might have a cutoff that is maybe five days before the actual uh, payment is made rather than the three days. If you think about those extra days of salary that could be included into that employee's payment. Mm. It gives massive you know, benefit flexibility to be paying right up to almost the last you know, opportunity that you can take before the money has to be moved into the employee's bank account. Okay, cool. Do you know what I was just thinking as you were talking about that? How many businesses are, we, are you coming across? Because this is obviously, I don't know how relatively new this, this is to 
mainstream businesses um, in the UK. So I guess my first question is how how quickly has this evolved? How many businesses are you seeing take up this this benefit for their employees? Has that increased much in the last 12, 18 months? Obviously, that's the pandemic sort of time frame. But it'd be really good to get an understanding of how quickly it has evolved for those organizations listening out there thinking, this is something we're already adopting. Are we early adopters or businesses that maybe haven't looked into this yet? Yeah, and Chris, is a, it, a, another good question. So what we were seeing, and I'll answer the question, so I'll answer the question now and then work backwards. So what we're in now is businesses have moved to when they use faster payments or real-time payments. And when we first introduced the, the, the concept, um, the business was looking at if they use. And the period in between, just explained. So when we first looked at this, the business... Uh, sorry, an employer, a business might have considered it. They would have looked at offerings probably from a clearing bank at the time, and they might have discounted it on a cost per transaction basis, and they hadn't necessarily considered some of the indirect benefits that I refer to about extra time and flexibility. So it was it was dismissed, and I think it was a if we used it. As we were leading into the pandemic or as we were getting closer to that point, we were seeing the early adopter stage. So we were looking, we, we, we have a number of businesses that were uh, in, in agreement with the with the benefits that we've described. And they might, be, might have been on the basis of um, yeah, flexibility, wanted to pay people right up to the last moment, or they just needed more time um, to, uh, to get the payroll right. And as we were in the pandemic, I would say it accelerated further because of you know, just the circumstances that we you know, we all faced you know, personally and and in business in that period of time. And the, the 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 piece I would sort of talk through on this is that that's me stating those you know sort of here are the outcomes and here's the um, the rate of adoption, but it's backed up by um, the stats that are produced by the. At the, the UK Payment Authority, which is called Pay UK, and I looked in, in last month in August. Um, so faster payments, real, real time payments, is growing by twenty six percent year over year, and backs direct credits, which is prominently prominently used for uh, for payroll today, continues to decline. So it's already in a in a position where, as I referred to a minute ago, we've got businesses now looking and saying, when do I use this rather than if? So we're in that stage now. Um, so we're probably coming close towards the end of, of early adoption. And we're coming into, OK, this is now a mainstream product and you know, and I get the user cases uh, for it. That, that's really interesting, and that, those, those those numbers are quite striking. Actually, I didn't realise it was it was kind of that stark. I mean, I guess we have a lot of people who listen to this podcast from various different sectors, various different companies, various different industries. Are there any particular com- types of companies or any particular types of industries that that faster payments has a particular benefit for, and um, or actually is it is it quite industry sector agnostic? It's a mix of both, Adam, as you probably expect. I would say right now, if I was to point in in any one sort of areas, I would say particularly the sectors that are big on gig economy, and that that might that's a different reason. I think, and 
again, I haven't sort of touched on, but predominantly down to increasing the frequency of when when I need to pay the employee team. And if you look also at the, you look at some of the uh, areas in terms of yeah, sh- sh- shortage of supply, and you look at some people choosing where they work, then I think it's also part of that consideration on the on the you know the, the individual, the employee, that if I can be paid at the end of a shift or I can be paid at the end of a day or an end of a week, that's a reason why I choose to work for that company over the you know, somebody that a company that doesn't offer that. So that's the one I would pick up. And then the other more traditional where you would look at is I think that we're certainly witnessing this, and this is you know, working with Zealous, we're seeing um, you know, large enterprise businesses across industry that are um, wanting to you know, have more time or have more flexibility on what they're actually paying people. So making sure people are paid you know, on time, the right amount, right up to the last moment. So uh, that's very agnostic for me in terms of the industry sectors, but there's a, there's a mix of those two. Yeah, and I was just thinking and reflecting on what the biggest challenges are for implementing this kind of tech into your business. So could you just give us from some of the people that you've obviously spoken to, Ian, what are some of the the moments that if businesses don't think about this, this could potentially be a challenge for them? Are there any bits, that any advice that you would give to organisations that have come to you and said, right, we want to implement this? What would be your, okay, if you're going to do this, make sure you've got this, this, this and this. Got it. I think the, so the, Certainly not necessarily challenged, but I would just say that how I would then start to unpack this for the employee your team within a business. And the reason why I say no challenge is because the data that is used to make the BACS transaction is exactly the same data that is used to make the faster payment, real-time payment transaction. So there's no, there's no, um, there's no integration, as it were. It's a very straightforward process. I think the, the bit that I would then start to think about how I unpack it is, is back to that point in terms of what do I want to to change in terms of profile of the employer to attract employees either to come and to come and work with me or indeed to actually, you know, to retain somebody working in, in the organization. So I'd be looking at things like frequency of payment. So, you know, it, it, is it is there an opportunity to move to, um, you know, pay at the end of a shift, pay at the end of a day, et cetera? And that obviously depends on a business's um, own, you know, cash flow cycles, et cetera. And if they, if they have that flexibility and opportunity, then that's something I would definitely be looking into and considering as part of the programme. Um, and then the second thing is, in terms of the retention side of things, is the is the making sure that the accuracy of payment, so that I've got, you know, I don't have underpayment. And I'm looking at, you know, again, businesses that might have weekly salaries and monthly, I'm not disc- disc- discounting the monthly side, but uh, making sure that, you know, if if a bonus, if an employee bonus is achieved, the most, you know, the critical thing is that when that person receives that bonus, they receive exactly the amount that they were expecting and not receiving, in that example, you know, an underpayment that can be, has to be corrected, you know, a day or two days or three days afterwards. So those are important things into it, into this to consider. And that brings the, 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 the real effect and power of the real time and the capability that you can introduce into uh, into payroll, HR, employee benefits, 
and then wider you can go across you know into employee expenses and you can look at other areas where you can start to um uh, de- uh, implement those and deliver those benefits further into the business so there's some of the things i would absolutely start to look at it's not a one and done in terms of you know making a, a real time payment for net salary there are so many other things that you can uh, start to look at this um and uh enhance the employer and employee experience and that's really interesting actually Ian. and it's something that we've spoken about on this podcast before actually is taking the payroll function and, and trying to make it more strategic and it's a wider theme within the payroll market at, at the moment i'm sure again listeners to this podcast would have heard heard us speaking about it before is actually maneuvering payroll more into that that strategic space and that's the interesting point you were talking about there Ian, in terms of you know aligning um, payroll with things like cash flow cycles obviously that's something that, that we're aware of but actually the wider implications that has on actually driving your business and being able to to grow or scale or offer an actual offering an evp in in certain markets i think is 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 really interesting i guess my question to you ian as, as well is, is how have you seen in your experience and obviously doing this over over a number of years how have you seen the adoption of faster payments actually help an organization grow in other aspects? You mentioned things like employee experience there. We've just spoken about that strategic that strategic positioning of payroll. Have you found it or have you seen it's had wider implications on an organization and its HR and payroll functions? Yeah, and it's it's interesting because what I can start to go into is 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 the blue sky but the, so i'll kind of keep myself controlled in this way but <laughs> the vision i have on this and this is shared with with our partners the vision we have on this is actually to to find a way to increase uh, disposable net income and we think we can do that utilizing real-time payment and we think we can do that on using open banking which is the the ability to to stay within uh, an app a user experience but actually in interact with your bank account to to either make a payment or pre-fund for a payment so um and the types of things we're looking at adam because again it's a great question the types of we're looking at are if we could at some point change the linear process where a an employer makes a payment to an employee and then an, uh, a person an employee a consumer uh, has a direct debit from its utility company for example what we were looking at ways to to change that linear process where actually we could instigate the payment from the employer but actually at the same time create a, a some type of reward for the employee that either is a you know a lower price of a of a service or a, or a, a voucher on future services but ultimately that we try and then create a more disposable income or more uh, more savings for an employee a consumer so there's some of the things that and again I'm trying to control myself on that because I think it's really interesting and really exciting but that really starts to then tackle the the employee experience as well as the employer so that you know, it's right that the business you know, and as in the, the payroll team, the HR teams that are preparing the payroll, you know, you want to reduce the pressure points as much as you can for them. So 
it overall improving that experience. So that's the vision that we have on this. And we see, you know, the first move of it is actually to to introduce real time, to get the benefits of real time, get that working right the way through from the employer to the employee. Um, and then we'll build on the other thing. So it's it's part of a journey. It's not that we haven't arrived at the destination when somebody, when an employer says, great, we're going to use real time. We just see that as the, the first stage. So I'm quite excited by that that piece. Yeah. Do you know what um, I was going to actually ask you as the sort of final question that we came to? I've got another question I want to ask before that. And then before I ask Adam, was my what does this what does this space look like in five years time? So I'm going to I'm going to save that to the end and then you can do your your blue sky you know, <laughs> final pitch bit right at the end of the podcast. Though. But one of the questions I wanted to ask was actually on a geogra- geographic perspective, because we are talking to a lot of businesses who run global payrolls. And so in my head, I guess my question that I was just thinking to myself, and I wonder if you can just elaborate on is how does, in your opinion, this, the real time payments, how can it, what's the practicalities of implementing it from a global perspective? Because in my head, I was almost thinking about this from a UK and a UK law and, you know, there's all bits around that. But are there any issues or is there, can you just give us just some thoughts on how teams that are operating global payrolls might be looking at this particular type of you know, technology. And again, it's a it's a it's a great question. And it and again I'll control myself for the answer because there's a there's a blue sky limit to this. But part of the reason that that we we were able to partner with MasterCard and we really deepened that partnership with MasterCard is is looking at some of the product set that they have working predominantly in the US and around you know payroll and how that experience is improved by flexibility, agility, et cetera. So the UK and this offering that we've we've put together and we're we're you know, we're in we have customers using um, in the UK and and growing is really I would describe as a blueprint um, to then look at what other markets that we want to operate this with. And we would you know we want to do that with partners, you know, so Zealous, for example, are a, are a great partner. So we would certainly align as much as we can in terms of where those particular when you talk about global payroll where is it specifically is it the you know the usual hotspots around the globe you know so europe uh, north america etc south america um so we'd align through that but it's very much a blueprint we see this 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 model that we have for the uk and with with the you know with the partnership with mastercard and if you consider their scale and their their, their technology capability then we absolutely have the the tools and and the tool set to enter new markets and to look at you know global payroll or payroll from a particular country into another country. So it's not it's not something that we have right now and we're we're introducing or we are able to introduce, but it's absolutely in part of our thinking that it's just a natural next step really in terms of what we do. In the same way that we re- I referred to the natural next step around how we increase. Uh, disposable net income. So those two are real key driver, uh, growth driver areas for us. Yeah. So then we're just coming towards the end of the podcast. So I'll give you that that five thousand foot helicopter view if you want to just do a final sort of sign off as to what does your utopia look like in this space. I guess if we're having this conversation in five years time, <laughs> what 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 are you telling me about that you haven't already obviously touched on, or you can you can touch back on some of the some of the bits that are your. That, that a real passion for you that we've already kind of 
discussed a little bit. So, you know, what's that what's that five thousand foot helicopter view, five years time, we're sitting down in the pub having a beer and you're saying, and this is where we're at and this is good. This is what it looks like. Well it it it, it is around the the we've been we've been found a way and a method to increase disposable net income. And I'm saying for employees, but you know for consumers ultimately. Um so that's that's certainly in, in that period of time, if we've got to that position, then we that would be one marker. I think the other key thing is that we've strengthened the trust between the employee and employer. And, you know, I, um, we we really consider trust as, a, as the key component in this. So in the site, you know, there are businesses that depend and trust on Zealous and there are you know people employed in businesses that trust one another and and that trust or that strength and trust is then to improve that financial and mental well-being. So that's kind of critical for us. And if and if we've done, we've got to that position, then we've achieved it through you know, creating a positive disruption in the in the payment flows and the processes that I referred to. And we've moved people into businesses and in, individuals into that digital payment world where everything is, you know, is just moved at real time rather than yeah, you know, what we experience today, where you know it takes three days for for money to move from from my employer. So that's the kind of that's the short answer. Again, I'm controlling myself there, but that's where <laughs> that's where we know if we or I will know certainly, and the and the team that we have, if we've achieved that position, or sorry, we've got to that position, then we've certainly achieved what we wanted to set out to do on this. Yeah, I think that's a really good point to to end us on, actually. And you're right when you talk about moving people into this digital world that we're living in. And that digital world is the real time world in everything and every walk of our life. If you just think about any type of technology in your life that you're using at the moment, you know, we're using using Microsoft Teams all the time. And that, you know, being able to have those conversations instantly, you know, that wasn't even happening two years ago. You know, meetings, meeting space, collaborative technology, employee experience. There are so many different types of technology where everything is about the now. It's about getting information and it's about getting it in real time. So it's been really, really good to have a chat with you today, Ian. Thank you very, very much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Chris. And thank you for the questions, Adam, as well. Thank you. Really interesting subject. So thank you for your time, Ian. You can uh, get this podcast through uh, Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Amazon Podcasts. I think it is now. It was iTunes. I'm sorry, uh, TuneIn. But you can actually get it on Amazon. Amazon Music, I think it is now. So we're on that too. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all of those sort of great places. And you can get it from the Lace Partners website too, which is lacepartners.co.uk forward slash podcast. Adam, thanks for joining me, sir. Thank you as always, Chris. And thanks to you too, Ian, for joining us. Thank you, Chris. And we will see you next time on the HR on the Offensive Podcast. Bye-bye.